What's up, guys? Welcome to All Access Pass Podcast. My name is David Correa, and I appreciate you tuning into the show today. Today, we have a very special guest, as always, um, and uh, this guest name is Chantelle Mitchell Breen. Uh, she is a local, semi local photographer um, in the DC, Maryland area, uh, and she runs a photography page, a blog page, a website for education and uh, her company name is these subtle sounds um never could say that right but i managed to say it right today um so this is a couple days after the interview and i can tell you that i um very excited that she has been my first in-studio guest the audio sounds so much better um it was an absolute pleasure to talk to her and uh, definitely learned a lot about her. Her and I have been friends for a few years now, and it was definitely good to um, kind of hear uh, how she got started and actually sit down and not be so, um, I guess, rushed with trying to, you know, okay, this next band's going on stage in five minutes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, she is an absolute gem. She is super bubbly, super nice. She will talk to anybody and help anybody she can. I cannot say enough good things about this lady. Uh, please check out the Subtle Sounds uh, on Facebook, Instagram, all those good places. And here we go. All right, guys. So today on the show, I have Chantelle Mitchell Breen. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, fun fact, you are my first in-studio guest. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. And you sound amazing. I'm so glad I don't have a phone call. Uh, a phone conversation right now because those always sound uh, phony. Yeah, I like that in person too. I feel like it's easier to talk that way. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's very awkward because typically I like I have my face pointed towards this screen, and I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> but like now, I got the the microphone like in this interesting position, so that way I can look at you when I talk to you. Sounds it's, good. It's interesting. It's very <laughs> anyway. Um, so thank you for coming on the show yep. once again. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get started doing this? Um, you know, actually, you know what? Pause, rewind the tape. Let's back up. I met you two years ago. About, yeah. I think it, it was. Yep. Um, it was about two years ago. I met you at a festival. Uh, I think it was Trifecta, Trifecta mm -hmm. Food Truck Festival. Um, and I was shooting Kelly Bell and... I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was um, some other bands. It was um, the drummer, and he was front and center. Almighty Senators, right? No, or was that the uh, second no, year? No, I don't think it was that one. Isn't it terrible that I can't remember? Well, we sh we shoot so many shows. I guess yeah. it, I guess it makes sense. I'd have to look at my Flickr <laughs> to figure out which year it was. Um, but so I met you about two years ago. Um, had no idea who you were when I first mm -hmm. met you. You came up to me, introduced yourself, and gave me a hug. And you were, you know, hi, I'm Chantel. <laughs> and so incredibly bubbly, so incredibly nice. We shot together in the pit. And then I think we talked for maybe 20, 30 minutes. And it's been a pretty beautiful friendship since. Am, yeah, I, am yeah. I pretty much right on the timeline yep. of all that? Absolutely. <laughs> and we got to share Third Eye Blind together, so that was kind of fun, too. Very true, very true. Yeah, when you came in the studio today, we were looking at the uh, the passes, and I was uh, explaining my distaste in myself that I didn't save more of them. Mm -hmm. But apparently you save 
A lot. All of them. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. So you have a, a, a book, is that right? Yeah. So I um, I have a book that I keep. Um, I just started over for the second tenure, and the first half was you know, tenure of my passes. I put like two or three on a page. Um, I don't really like to use a lantern. Um, I like to stick them, you know, so I just kind of stick them in a book and save them. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I'm missing a few. I went digging for a couple, like from the very beginning. I don't think I really was conscious. Like you said, you kind of tossed some and I wish I could get them back. Um, so yeah, I tossed way too many of them. That's (laughs) for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, getting back to it, uh, like I said, we met two years ago, super duper nice, super bubbly, awesome. Um, but then typically when I meet people in the pit, and I don't know if this is an, a very nice thing to say, <laughs> but I meet them and then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll probably never see them again. Or if I do see them, I'll forget who they are or whatever. But I went home and I remember clearly looking at your, uh, I think it was your Facebook page mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, I was like, wow, this, this, she's really good. <laughs> she's really, really good. And the reason that I say that, the the one of the many things that I like about your work is that you um, you have a way of capturing emotion that a lot of photographers don't. And I think that's extremely interesting. And the way that you work the light for a stage is just incredible. You You have a way of being in the right spot to capture a backlight or being in the right spot to, to capture a spotlight that it's just, it's very rare. It's very rare to see. And it's, it's very cool that that you can do that and capture so much emotion in the process. Yeah. I have a little bit of um, a process that I feel like I, I think I, I, a lot of background or a process that I think helps me be a better photographer. So, um, you know, I kind of, can you share those secrets? Sure. (laughs) So I, um, I was trained on film. And my, my career began in high school and college, obviously. And I learned how to shoot with film and knowing that I had a limited number of shots. So I was very calculated, very careful. Um, I didn't have the luxury of like looking at the back of the screen and, and fixing, correcting right at the moment. You know, you, you had to shoot, you went in the dark room, you developed a week later, you realize that you messed up a shot. So, you know, you, you learn to take your time and get things right the first time. So you know, there was no second time. I mean, there was, but, you know, something like a concert, you you can't redo. So I think when I transitioned to digital, a lot of that film mentality I carried over. And when I do sh- take pictures at a concert, I'm very calculated. I watch, I pay attention and I look, I'm looking constantly. It's not just I get in there and just start randomly shooting. You know, mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking. And I sometimes I wish I shot more. Like I sometimes I wish I took more um, frames and I end up not, you know, I go back and I look, oh man, I only shot 300 shots. And I was at a show recently with another photographer and he and I were, after the show was over, he's like, oh man, I took 800 pictures. And then I looked at mine and I had only like 250. He's like, how did you do that? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I. I, I get sometimes I get criticized by Sean. Like, you need to take more. You missed shots. <laughs> but I I feel like because I take my time and I'm really looking and paying attention, I think it makes me a little more aware. Sure. So 
I, I think it's one of the things that I like about myself that as a photographer that I pay attention, I feel like I'm in tune to the music. I, I watch the lights. I watch the timing of things. And I wait for a moment instead of just randomly capturing a moment. You know, it's not random. Right. It's pretty calculated. Unless, of course, it's like Nine Inch Nails and strobes are just flashing, you know, <laughs> in my eyes and I just have to go blind right. and right. shoot. So. Absolutely. That's a great way of looking at it. I, I was talking to uh, Zach about that. Um, Zach Strauss from Positive Vibe. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about that on the last podcast that, um, you know, when you go back to shooting film, like I, I never uh, shot film at concerts. Um, I've shot film before, right. but not at concerts. And it wasn't until I started um, kind of taking that mindset into concert photography right. that uh, that I really started to notice a big change because I, I'm the type of person that I'll go to a concert and I'll shoot, you know, for one band, especially if I like the band, I'll shoot 1200 pictures. Right. Right. And you know, it just, when you get home, it's actually more yeah. discouraging because oh, yeah. you shoot 1200 and you get say 35 that you like, Correct. you know, if you're lucky and <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's better just to take your time and kind of work through it. And then, really get the shot that you want and if you miss it that's okay you right. just take your time again yeah. breathe and right. you know and you know you have to kind of go into it knowing like you're never going to catch everything you're like there's so much that happens in a show unless it's like a stagnant band you know you're you're going to miss some things and it, it's okay sure. you know you kind of be okay with that <laughs> and it seems to always be like a, for me it's always a jump shot right oh like, yeah I, have a, I know i i I really, I really suck at the jump shots <laughs> i miss them every time and i i have friends that catch them every time and part of that is just that I'm just, I just write off the key. So I'll, I'll work on that one. That's yeah. like my area of self-improvement. Catch the jump shot. Yeah, you're right. There are some people that, that yeah. they can nail yeah. jump shots every time. Every time I try to go for a jump shot, I always get the feet perfectly in focus. Uh-huh. It's and then everything yeah. else is just a blur. Right. I mean, I, I think I've gotten maybe one or two good jump shots. Sure. And it just, I don't know, other people, they can just nail it every time. And the other thing that I have a problem with is when... Um, the, the band members come towards the camera right like they get in the lens and then it's all right they yeah like, and it's some people they can nail it and it looks awesome the the person's right there front and center right in the lens and for me it's just a big blur yeah <laughs> I um I had one cool experience that's kind of neat about the artist coming into the into the frame so I was <clears throat> shooting excuse me um mighty mighty boss tones um at Meriwether great band yeah I want to say 2000 maybe nine they were opening for Dropkick Murphys. Gosh, amazing. I can't remember all this. And um, I was early on in my career, and I was down right at the front, and lead singer, what's his name? I forget. Barry. For uh, Dropkick? Yes. Or... No, no, for um, Mighty Mighty Boston's. Anyway, uh, no, he comes no. up, <laughs> and he's, like, looking down at me and smiling, and he takes his foot, and he acts like he put it on the like the camera lens, like he's like going to kick it, but he's not. And right. I shot and got like half of his shoe in the frame, but his eye and his smile is just looking right down at me. And it's one of my favorite shots. So I was, oh, awesome. uh, you know, I kind of, I was like, please be in focus. Please be in focus. Don't, you know, and it was, it was perfect. Yeah. Th- that's the worst when you get a good shot, you think it's a good shot and then you go home and it's out of focus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's happened so more than I once. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so getting back to it, you originally started out with film. Yep. 
and then you transitioned over to digital, which kind of seems to be the uh, yeah the, the the likely you know yeah. path. But what what got you into photography to sure. begin with, especially concert photography? So um, I actually went to school, college for photography. Um, I got associate's degree. Um, when I went into college, though, I sort of I'd already had all the photography classes and classes that I had taken. They tried to fill me up with art classes, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into graphic design. You know, that was like what they were trying to push you. Oh, well, do graphic design. I was like, I don't know if that's my thing. <laughs> so I ended up going back to school for education mm-hmm. and teaching. So I've been working, you know, f- since since I graduated. I um, I met Sean. Uh, he and I got together in like 2007. And he was shooting shows. Um, that's kind of how I met him back right at the end of MySpace, believe it or not. <laughs> it was like right at the end. And MySpace was such a great place for music. It really was. I mean, you could follow bands and put songs on your page. And I happened to find him searching for a concert buddy, essentially. I was right. just looking for someone to go to shows with. And he came out and he had all these band photos in his in his MySpace. And I was like, wow, this guy's really good. He's a photographer. And I love, I love photography. So he and I started going to shows together on a friendly basis. And then, you know, he asked me one day, he was like, why aren't you shooting shows? Like you're, I'm smuggling my point shoot camera into the concerts all the time and (laughs) taking pictures. And he's like, you know, you can actually get photo passes to shows. And I was like, wow, really? It was like, I had no idea. I mean, I knew there were photographers who shot for publications, but they were like, you know, Washington Post or New York Times, you know, not not me, right? So um, he had actually gone through the process of photographing shows. He did um, Tibetan Freedom Concert and a, oh, a lot of other local DC type bands and artists and clubs. And he said, "Well, you first got to get a publication to shoot for. Like you can't just no, you can't just walk in and get a photo pass." So I was like, "Okay, well, that became my mission." But in order to get noticed by a publication, especially in like 2008, I was explaining to someone, the blogs were not as prevalent back then. Sure. So the competition, like the photographers, there were so many photographers, but not as much of an outlet. And you had to build a portfolio. So how do you build a portfolio? Well, I started going to clubs like Autobar, um, Black Cat, um, Rock and Roll Hotel, any place I could go where I didn't need a photo pass, you know? Mm -hmm. And I practiced and I had very limited equipment. I had a little Canon Rebel. I, I had film cameras, but that switch over to digital was expensive at first because you had to, you know, you could use your old lenses, but they weren't as good. And I ended up um, going with Canon system and I had a Rebel and a 50 millimeter lens. And that's really all I had. And it was the 1.4. And I just practiced and I, every show and I took photos and I started my Flickr and I built and built and built. And I would email every time this publication, this publication, this publication. And it took a while. It took like six, seven, eight months to really start getting feedback from people. Oh, sure. Yeah, we can have you shoot a show. So I guess within the first year, I was shooting um, for a publication. Now, I did have a breakthrough, which was like a really cool thing. I I love The Cure. They're like my favorite band. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So um, at the time, I was on a a forum uh, for fans, a fan-based forum. And I happened to meet someone who was connected to the band. And uh, long story short, at The Cure was coming around for their tour in 2008. It was at the Patriot Center, which is now something else. But it was a Patriot Center back then, Virginia. And he said, is there anything I can get you? Do you want to meet the band? You know, you want VIP or whatever? And I said, well... <laughs> 
you're going to laugh at me, but I really want to photograph the band. They're like my favorite. And I'm just getting into concert photography. Can you help hook me up with a photo pass? He was like, that's it? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. So not only did he get me a photo pass for the first show, that was their first night of the U.S. tour. He got me one for Philadelphia, too. So I got to shoot both the first two nights of their tour in 2008. And I did a great job. They're my favorite band. So I, you know, did a really good job. And that's when publications really started to take notice when I had those photos put out. So they were like, wow. I was like, yeah, I know. See, I can do it. (laughs) So I'm very grateful for that. I mean, that was like somebody helping me out. And I've never forgotten that, you know, between Sean helping me and teaching me how to get photo passes and shoot for publications. And then that person who hooked up a pass for me, you know, I feel like I always pay it forward because of that. Because if it hadn't been for those two things, you know, I probably wouldn't have gotten the jobs I've gotten. Sure. Yeah. And that's a great way to look at it. That's that's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast mm-hmm. was for uh, newer photographers that are coming into it and to, to kind of hear from people that have been doing it for whether it's two years or 20 years. Absolutely. Um, you know, just that. It's really not that hard no. as, long as, as long as you're a, a generally decent person mm-hmm. and, you know, you can take some acceptable shots. It's, right. it's really not that hard to get into this. And, yeah. um, you know, if you can find somebody to coach you and, or mentor yeah, yeah. A, along I, the way, I mean, it's, it's, it's excellent. Right. I feel um, I feel like that's how it's always been for me. I'm always every show I go to, I'm always willing to help people and they're, oh, they're sure. troubleshooting. And I um, just recently because well, I, you know. I was thinking, wow, I have a lot of knowledge. I just recently started a little concert photography blog. Just Oh, yeah. Uh, it, we were getting to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were yeah. getting to that. <laughs> so, and, and a way just to kind of put it out there. And people want to mm-hmm. read it. They want to read it. I've had a lot of positive feedback, which is great. I've had people email me, um, message me on Facebook, and be like, oh, I really like your blog. Thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I'm really glad it can help. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> um, so you, you, uh, you started into concert photography. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you started making a name for yourself, getting these publications. When did, so, so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, it's, I always get this wrong, but I'm going to get it right today. These subtle, subtle sounds. sounds. Yep. I (laughs) I always called it the subtle sounds. Sure. I'll Um, I'll get to the, to the blog meaning, um, in a, in a minute, but, um, but how I came up and yeah. So, so you went from shooting for other people to then, uh, shooting for yourself and, and making your own publication. How did that all evolve? Well, I think, um, I think throughout my years, I've had a couple study publications that I really were like working for. I, I started with brightest young things out of DC. They were great to me. They were like the first real blog that I worked for. Um, and then I miraculously landed with NPR and I worked with NPR music, all songs considered for a couple years with Bob Boylan. And that was, that's great. Right. That was basically that time period working with them really made me the photographer that I am today. It taught me speed. It taught me how to hustle and work and, and get what I needed. And that I'm really grateful for that time. Shot a lot of festivals with them, traveled with them. And then I did some work after that. I did some work with the Vinyl District, which are also out of D.C. And I, I love the Vinyl District. I've done all, almost all the Cure. Every time the Cure has come to town, I've covered it for the Vinyl District. The Joy Formidable, they're one of my other my favorite bands. And that's been great. More recently, um, I've been working with On Tap Magazine, which, again, I love On Tap Magazine. They're just fantastic. The people, the run, you know, everyone who runs that, um, just wonderful. 
And then two newer blogs who have recently kind of come up is um, Park Life DC and DC Music Review. Mm-hmm. Again, both great blogs. They're just people like me and, and you who just want to share music with the world. Sure. So I always enjoyed supporting other endeavors and initiatives. Um, about four years ago, maybe, I started thinking of a way to kind of do something outside the box. I've been shooting shows for a long time, so I thought I might want to do something on my own. Like, you know, I've been all, all these years, I've been working for other people. Why don't I try working for myself? Sure. Um, the, my mentality or my th- my focus of why I wanted to do it was one, so that I could have freedom to cover who I wanted to cover, write who I, how I wanted to write, There, you know, just be myself. But I also saw it as a way to help other people be able to shoot shows. And I, I've, I've been, that's what I've been doing, you know, and it's not really always me. Like some people, oh, so-and-so, uh, the Pixies and Weezer are coming to town and, oh, are you covering them for your blog? And I'm like, no, actually someone else is. And oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I, I photographed them back in July. I don't, I don't need to shoot them again. Let someone right. else do it. So I like being able to do that. You know, I like being able to say, oh, you need an outlet. You're a great photographer. Try to get a pass through my publication. So that's awesome. Right. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, the, and the beauty of it is, is I like so much, so much music. There, I'm not really one genre. There's so many things that I like about music. And the photographers who a couple that I have working with me, we all sort of like semi different music. So like, Brandon is covering, you know, rock, a little bit of country. Um, I like indie, you know, I have another person who really likes kind of pop music. And mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to be able to put all of that together. Sure. So that's kind of why I wanted to do it. I Again, I've had this idea since like four years ago. And, you know, life. <laughs> life happens. Oh, uh, no. I and know I that. <laughs> kept putting it on the back burner. And this year, I was, I, I was feeling like I needed a challenge. And I said for Christmas, right before Christmas, I said, I'm going to do it. So it's sort of like my Christmas present to myself. I, you know, purchased what I needed to purchase to make it nice and good. And I spent a lot of time on it. And I had a couple of people in Baltimore, photographers, David LeMason, one, and oh, yeah. Brandon Amos, another. Both of them were saying, encouraging me, you, you should do it. You know, Baltimore really doesn't have a lot of music blogs. It's DC has a lot of coverage, but Baltimore doesn't. We have a lot of great music in Baltimore. Absolutely. So I was like, let's do it. So I was kind of fired up Mm -hmm. and I did. And it's been going great. So (laughs) yeah, but you nailed it right on the head with the uh, the Baltimore has great music. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you (laughs) if you just think about all of the the great acts that have that have come Come out of Baltimore. Baltimore. I know I tell people that all the time. Yeah, just I mean, (laughs) just that alone is incredible. And then, you know, like some friends of the show, you know, Ballyhoo, they came Mm -hmm. out of the Baltimore area. Um, You know, Good Charlotte, you've got uh, Joey Harcum, the Pasadena band, which unfortunately are no longer around, but um, you know, bumping up. Yeah, exactly. Beach House, Dan Deacon. And and you can see that you and I have different musical tastes, but I mean, there's so many bands that have, that have come out of Baltimore that, you know, I don't even know about, and I'm already impressed. Right. I mean, it just, it, it's it's such a great city for music absolutely that's for sure. and it's it's uh, a cultural melting pot mm-hmm. and i think that's why we have so much great music coming out of here and there's no one to to really right uh put that out there for the world to see right and i feel like that that was there like i said there were several things one was you know for myself just to be, have something to be proud about and i've been doing this for 10 years this was like the naturally na- next step like okay where what am i going to do for the next 10 years sure 
shoot for other people, which is fine because I love doing it. I still do it. I still photograph for ONTAP or Park Life, you know, when I can. And I love to help contribute. But I also wanted something that I could have that I could take pride in. And these little sounds, I really, when I created it, I didn't want it to be Chantel's blog. You know, I really, (laughs) I wanted it to be whoever was involved in it. It's a collective. It's our blog. We are all working together to try to produce something Right. High quality. Well, that seems the way that seems, excuse me, that seems to be, (laughs) if I could talk, that seems to be the way that you approach everything in life. Because what I've noticed about you is that you're so incredibly caring and you're so incredibly uh, generous with your time. Uh, You know, I've, I've seen you working in the pit and actually helping someone (laughs) while there's a band on stage. I'm not that person, so <laughs> more power to you. If someone asks me a question while I'm shooting, I, I'm I'm always just please just we'll we'll talk about this after the set. <laughs> but you know, I've seen you person, I visually seen you <laughs> stop shooting to help this person out. You know, mid set, and that just that's incredible. And I, I feel like that's why um, so many photographers, especially, are drawn to to you and to your blog. Um, you know, me, me, you know, mm-hmm. case in point, you know, that's oh, thank just, you. That seems to be the way you live. I think, um, I don't know. I was always just, I just like being able to help other people. It's, sure. you know, I'm not a, I'm not a very competitive type person. I just like, I like what I think I like most about it is that I know how much joy this brings me. I know how I know how much I love shooting a show. If I'm feeling down, if I'm not, if I'm feeling overwhelmed it's literally my stress relief and I go to a show and I come home and I was like oh my god that was so great it's exhilarating and I think it's great that other people can feel that way so if I know that I have someone who I can say hey you know this is a great way to like blow off steam do it you know so sure yeah (laughs) so I I don't live in Baltimore anymore (laughs) as you found out today with your hour and a half drive um (laughs) but um but I stay in Baltimore at my mother's house when, when I shoot shows down there. And, uh, you know, every time I leave a show, I take an Uber because I hate driving in Baltimore <laughs> city. Um, and every ride home from a show, the Uber drivers have got to hate me. Yeah. Cause you're but, like, <laughs> cause you're just on cloud nine, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm sitting in the back of the car and I'm just like <laughs> scrolling through the photos and, and I'm like, Oh man. Oh, it's so awesome. Hey, Hey, uh, guy that I don't know, look at this picture. <laughs> he's like, I'm driving. Like, I can't. You know, you're just on cloud nine, yes. you know, that you just did something that, you know, a lot of people would, would love to do, Correct. you know? And it's just, uh, it's great to have that opportunity to do that. And then, to take that a step forward and give back. Correct. You know, is is uh is just great. Yeah, I agree. And you know, I have a lot of um I have a lot of photographer friends, you know, I I keep good company and I just I feel like they all offer for me um I look at their work and I'm inspired, you know, and I feel like they are inspired by my work and it's not a it's never again like i said it's never been like a comp competitive thing it's just like we're all kind of doing this for the same reason sure you know there's you don't get rich becoming a concert photographer at all and you <laughs> don't <at> right <laughs> and you we and i'm okay with that like we had this huge discussion um uh, you know somebody else i know is like had made a mention that you know people unfortunately work gets stolen and reused and without permission and it is frustrating sometimes but you know i i don't when I went into concert photography, I knew that it wasn't going to be something that I was going to become rich off of. It's it's just something that 
I do because I love. And I know you don't work for free, but I don't look at this as work. And I know that there are photographers that make their money, you know, as as a photographer full time. Um, But I feel realistically, anyone who goes into concert photography thinking they're going to really make money is being unrealistic. I feel like it's just one of those things that it's never, you know, unless you work for pitchfork or you work for rolling stone or you work and there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be that way but we don't really you know the guy who shoots the show for the blog is doing it for a reason and it's not to make money right so yeah and i mean there is money to be made um you know i think i I think you're at a a point in your career where um you know you can contact a band Mm -hmm. and say hey listen i'm going to be at the show um you know 50 bucks Mm -hmm. you know 100 bucks whatever and you know i'll i'll at least get you 10 or 15 solid photos you know give you release uh you know not full creative release but But at least you know release for use correct um you know i think there is money to be made but i think it's unrealistic for well, I can't say unrealistic. I don't want to say that because I do know some people that sure. make a living off of concert photography, touring with the bands, right? And exactly, working for labels, but right. Um, that that is, is almost like getting into the NFL, right? <laughs> no, right. I feel that, and I kind of feel that way. I, I feel like I do know a couple people around the country who do make money doing it. But you're right; it's more hired by the band, or they're doing um, portrait photography, which are some great portrait photographers who do great band photos. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I get, I guess I don't want to say yelled at by my wife. I'm I'm sure she can probably hear us from outside the (laughs) studio right now, but, uh, I get talked to, how about that from my wife from time to time, because I put so much like time and energy into concert photography and you know most times we don't get paid for it and um you know the money that it costs to drive to Mm -hmm. baltimore for me i mean i also shoot shows in philadelphia which is closer to where i live right um but uh you know driving parking exactly and then you know the uber sometimes and then just the gear you know like the first time that i shot at um oh man it's escaping pier six yeah the first time I shot Pier Six, what is it I now? Found the, out, um, Miku, uh, Miku Pavilion. Pavilion. <laughs> um, the first time I shot there, I I went there with the twenty four to seventy, and <laughs> I was like, okay, this is good, this is good. But then the the lady that uh, for Live Nation that that runs it, I can't remember her name offhand. Um, young lady, blonde. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible with names. Yeah, me too. I'm so bad <laughs> with names. Um, but she was like, yeah, you know, if, if you want to, you can shoot from the soundboard or you can kind of walk around and shoot a little bit. And I'm looking at my 24 to 70 and I'm like, oh, okay, I need a bigger lens. Right. Uh, yeah. But then <laughs> so you go out and buy this, you know, $4,000, I know, you know, 70 to 200 lens. And, um, you know, it just, my wife is like, well, what do you need that for? And so I turned it back on her because she does lifestyle photography. Uh, okay. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, uh, 70 to 200 lens has great bokeh, has great depth <laughs> of field. I mean, you well, know, that's you my favorite con- great portraits. Uh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, that's my favorite lens. I, I love that lens. And I tell people all the time, I don't ever regret spending the money for that lens. Oh, not at all. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I try and use the 70 to 200 as much as I possibly yeah. can because the 24 to 70 and the 70 to 200 are both in the same line. They're still sure. in that the, um, Jared Poland calls them the Hebrew Trinity, um, <laughs> but the, the Holy Trinity of right. Nikon lenses. Right. Um, 
but it just I feel like the 70 to 200 just has more it's just crisp I said in my blog post it makes the photos come alive sure like yeah. to me when I look at my photos that come from the 70 to 200 I just I almost like I'm there in the fo- and it's not a photo I'm right. there I'm looking through a window and there they are <laughs> right well you and I you and I kind of have similar photo styles mm-hmm. um, in the way that we capture emotion um, I love um, concert portraits. Yeah, me too. I do um, too. <laughs> and I I take a lot of like up close mm-hmm. concert portraits where sometimes it removes the instruments and right. it's just the person. Right. Um, you know, and the thing that I like about you is you do the same thing, but sometimes you let it out a little bit and you let the picture breathe. And I'm always so terrified to let it breathe, but you do such a good job at making and, that happen. And I'm afraid to get too close. See, isn't that funny? So funny? Like <laughs> I've been practicing, I've been trying to force myself to get closer because you're right. I I do pull back a little. I I I I like. I have a certain. I have really. I'm math mind. I love math, so I think in triangles a lot. So if you mm-hmm. look through some of my photos, I have lots of angles, and I feel like if I'm close, I can't get that as well. I mean, I can angle with the face and the jawline, but. Um, I really like to use the microphone and the guitar and I kind of frame it in a certain way. When I get too close, I lose a lot of that. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm out of my element. Like, sure. how am I going to compose this to make it look good? You know? So, um, but I've been trying to force myself to do that more. Now, a, do you ever compose in post? No. I do, do you use Lightroom at all? I, do you use Lightroom? Lightroom or Photoshop. Okay. Um, just I, my editing, that's another thing. It's kind of interesting. I, again, I have NPR to thank for this. So, <laughs> you know, if anybody's listening, um, I don't do a ton of editing in my photos. I shoot to deliver. Really? Yeah. And people, I, I have a lot of people who ask me at concerts all the time, how can you put these photos out so quickly? Like I, I, I have a good turnaround. And that's another thing, again, that I pride myself in. I don't really take a long time to edit photos. I have a system and I stick right to it and I'm pretty fast and um, I get it right in the camera. So really, aside from a little bit of contrast, I have a couple of little settings that I like to run on my photos, but aside from a contrast and maybe a little bit of a lifting of shadows here or there, um, 95% of the time, I, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, I'm trying to pull up this picture. Um, since I mean, you- aside from black and white, like I obviously, or oh, color, yeah. or color correcting. I mean, if it, I, it's funny, <laughs> it's totally not photography related, but a little bit. I teach fifth grade and in math right now, I'm doing a lesson on percentages and I, did a um, lesson on color, you know, how to color correct and how to convert from RGB to CMYK and the difference between the two. Really cool lesson, by the way, <laughs> but cool fifth grade teacher. Teach me that. <laughs> I need help with that. Um, but anyway, I, I explained to them how I went to the show and I tell them, I showed him the picture and I said, like, see how orange and yellow things were? Well, I had to color correct by adding blue to it to offset the yellow. And they were like, wow. So, you know, other than color correcting and a little bit of like contrasting, maybe some denoising if it's, a, but even then I don't like to overly denoise either because I don't like it the way. It makes it too soft. Yeah. See, I'm funny about that. And he's trying to get me, Sean's trying to get me used to like he's like just let it go it's okay it doesn't look that bad <laughs> so but yeah i always have the one to one test in lightroom uh, and if if i 
it's so obnoxious. <laughs> but if I if I shoot a um, say something with a black backdrop or okay. a dark backdrop or even even I mean color noise is a very real thing. Yeah, uh, um, it's really. You know, I'll put I'll put it on one to one, and if I can see too much artifact or too much noise, right. I like. It comes down to one of those things where I'm like, do I want to use do this? Do I want to put this out? Yeah. Because it can be a great yeah. shot, perfectly sharp. I mean, whole nine yards. And I feel kind of like a, a bad person, like a hypocrite, because uh, I had a podcast, I think it was episode seven, that I talked about noise. And I was like, you know what? Noise doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you know, it's I'm really funny about, about getting, it. Like, it. It's always about getting the sharpest shot possible. And if I have to jack the ISO up to 6400 ISO. Right. To get that, you know, 200 shutter speed so that way it freezes motion, I'm going to do it. And I've put out, you know, some of my photos are shot at, you know, 6,400, 12,000 ISO. Uh, Yeah, see, I'm just, I only, (laughs) I'm really funny about it. He's he's like, just go, just do it. I think I shot something at 8,000 for the first time recently. I I tend to stay under 6,000, to be honest with you. Just... I, like I said, I did that in my blog post. I said, I have a number, a range that I'm comfortable with, and it's all about what you're comfortable with. I sure. feel like if, if it bothers you so much to see noise in a photo, then maybe you need to keep your ISO a little lower. Sure. It's well, an artist I've, preference. Right. And, and what I've started doing is I've started to realize that, um, that I'm actually able to, and, and I feel silly for just realizing this, but, um, excuse me, I can take something where there's a lot of noise in the background and I can, uh, you know, darken the shadows out. Sure. And that'll, that'll break up some of the noise or I can, you know, darken the blacks and that'll break up some of the noise. And that's been a complete game changer. And that's helped me be able to bump up the ISO even more. And then another thing that I've just started realizing within the last year, and again, I feel silly for saying this, but it's better to, to even if you have to bump the ISO up, just just get the shot good in camera, right? And and that way, if you do if you do overexpose it a little bit, you take it down and it's okay. But if you underexpose it too much and you try and bump it up three stops, yeah, you're gonna you're get gonna the get worst the worst noise, noise possible. Absolutely. You know you yeah you shot at sixteen hundred, right? You know you shot at sixteen hundred ISO, but. At, what what do you get for it? You know, you bump it up three stops and, and it looks worse than it would have if you would have just shot it at 64. Right. It, you know, so. Well, I just, like I said, I, again, coming from film, coming from like working with NPR and having to turn photos around really quickly and I couldn't spend a ton of time editing my photos. So I've, I, and I, I don't know, I like, I like to look at my pictures. I don't like to over edit. Absolutely. This is my favorite one. Well, that's great because I will tell you that's at Shinedown just recently at UMBC. I guess they call it Event Center now. But Mm -hmm. um, the drummer had the best light of all the performers that night. Isn't that great, though? I'm a drummer, so uh, I like that. (laughs) Well, and I have I have a blog post on Don't Forget the Drummer because I do like the drummers, too. And I really try to capture them. But he was great. And I caught that hair shot. So I was really happy about that. He he actually had a really good rhythm going on. And it was like a a duck, a flip and threw it up. And I was like, yes, I caught it. So I knew that. Yeah, and this this is another one of my favorites. Well, that I is actually this. David LaMason's photo. He photographed that um, for John Moss. He played at uh, Audubar. Mm-hmm. Um, he photographed that for my for uh, these subtle sounds, and he is a phenomenal photographer. Like I, yeah, this is great. Yeah, he's he definitely one thing I have to say about David um, LaMason that I think he has a cool name. Yeah, he has a great name, <laughs> <laughs> David. Um, but he also he, he catches action like no other. 
like just I don't know. I yeah. love his shots. Yeah, I've I've gone through there or here and I've seen a few of his. Yep. Um there was another one. Where is it? Oh, where did it go? There was there was one that I was looking at. Um, oh, my favorites. Re- I don't think it was recent, but you captured so much. Oh, by the way, I love Interpol that Starburst. Oh, let me just tell oh, you that so nice. that is going to be forever one of my favorite photos. Going to have to may, maybe print that one pretty large because if you print it, I want a copy. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a really cool moment too. Um, I went into that show knowing they were going to use a, a disco ball because I had been eyeing up the photos on Instagram and I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to shoot that show. <laughs> so, ah, there it is. That's, uh, the yeah. That's the one. Yeah, this is um, David Wax Museum. This was at Club 603. I just did the interview with um, with Scott from Club 603. It's his house. He does house shows in Baltimore and I'll, you'll, I'll be putting out a blog post on that shortly. Excellent. I'll be uh, looking for yes, that. Absolutely. But um, David Wax Museum are a fantastic band. Uh, they're a couple. Um, I've been following them since uh, Newport, 2009-ish, I think. Um, I really like their energy and their music. It's, it's very cultural, diverse. Um, has a lot of South America feel to it, um, South American feel. They, they lived down there for a while and did a lot of research on the music, and they incorporate a lot of folk into their music um they're great and that moment oh gosh it was so great because there was just the two of them in that microphone and they were stomping while they were playing and i just yeah it was a good that was a good moment <laughs> yeah i love it because because you you know you said they were a couple and you can see that yeah in the in the picture but i also like it just because it it, it almost looks like like i know it's gonna sound weird so this is just where my mind goes, okay. <laughs> but it almost looks like these two just got married. They're having the best day of their life and they got up on stage and like, you know, they're playing just some kind of right. wedding song Correct. for each other. You just know what I mean? Like playing around. They, there's just so much emotion in this, in this one picture. And, you know, it's not, um, you know, it's not the, like the definition mm. of like super well composed. It's yeah. not the definition of you know, the best color. It is truly in the moment. Beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, I I love that. And that's one thing that I, that I try and talk about on here a lot is that it doesn't always have to be perfect. No, no. You know, you just have to capture the moment. If you capture the moment, you know, the noise isn't going to matter. Right. You know, you can have, you can have big noise crystals Mm -hmm. in the the background of your picture, but if the moment is perfect, it'll make the whole, it'll make the whole picture. And, you know, I, I love that, you know, you've got the sign mm-hmm. in the background there. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, her face is visible, even yep. though the microphones, I mean, it's just it, everything about this picture just screams. This is a professional snapshot. Sure. And I don't mean that no, in a bad no, way, right. but like it's a professional snapshot capturing a moment. Yep. You know what I mean? Very eloquently. I love it. I just, Thank you know, you. <laughs> and all your pictures, all your pictures, just it, they all seem to be like this. Well, I really enjoy it. And I, you know, it's funny too with Mike, my editing process. I'm about to do a blog post about this coming up, but it's on um, portfolio building. And I'm really big on calling down images and really, really looking for photos that I want to represent me. So I take great um, strides in picking what I feel is the best of the best. Um, Sean sometimes will watch me edit. He'll be like, well, that was a great shot. And I'll, that was a great shot. And I'll be like, 
that's not, but I know what I'm looking for. And I would rather, I'm a quality over quantity type person. Absolutely. I would rather display 25 excellent shots than 40 or 50 that are some good and some aren't. You know, the last thing I want are my my viewers um, flipping through three, four shots and then getting bored, right? So I I really want to try to keep my photos grabbing people's attention and keeping them interested and... And that's why I feel like less is more. So sure. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I get asked all the time, you know, um, I'm not sure if you've been on my website in mm-hmm. a while, but I get asked all the time, you know, why do you only have 50 right. pictures up on your website? Right. And, you know, I tell them, well, first of all, the website is a portfolio Correct. Right. for, for me to get yep. business Yep. and I'm not going to put 200 pictures up on a website and have somebody scroll through that, I'm going to put what I feel is the best of the best. And I think that's the way you should do it because you right. want people to see not everybody feels that way. Right. That's, that's what's interesting <laughs> to me. There are some people that will post, you know, they'll get 60 good pictures or, or 60 acceptable pictures. Sure. And they'll post them up and you look through them. And as a photographer, you right. look at them and you go, why'd they, uh, why'd they use that? There's 60 good ones, but you know, he right. probably got about, you know, 10, 15 that he should have used or she should have used. Right. And I feel like, um, again, that's going to be something that I'm going to address in an upcoming blog post because I feel like that's a good lesson to for people. And again, everyone has their preference. This is not me saying this, you, sh- you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't use that many photos. Me personally, I just feel like less is more. Um, in today's world, people are so they don't want to spend a lot of time. They want to list. They want to look through something quickly and get what they want and move on. Sad but true, <laughs> you know. So very true. Right. So if you um, keep what you're trying to display to a minimum, every shot you want them to look at and be like, "Wow, that's great." Yeah, that's great. Yeah, speaking yeah, of great, that is that's, beautiful. Now that was kite, I love that shot. That was kite base and our kite base open for nine inch nails. They were really, really good, and I just absolutely love their light. Very dark, but very dramatic. Um, the bass player here actually did a little research. She's also the bass player for, and it's going to slip my mind. Help me out. Oh, gosh, I, have, I couldn't help yeah, you on that one. I know, but anyway, <laughs> she is the bass player of another band, and I recognized her from the photos because I had photographed them at Austin City Limits a little while back. And I, um, I don't know, she was just beautiful to capture. So. Oh, is this, uh, is this your cat? Oh yes. Your record collection. (laughs) That's pretty neat. Yeah. They do like the records. I'm going to have to, uh, talk with you off air about records. Um, my wife and I have been, uh, you know, obviously you can see we collect antique cameras, we collect instruments, we collect firefighter gear. (laughs) Um, her and I are both firefighters. Um, you know, but one thing that we've talked about is getting, starting a record collection and Uh my mom, she's, uh, moving out of her house and, uh, she's gave us this box of, of old records. So did my dad. And my dad gave, they're yeah. old records. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and there's, there's some good stuff in there, yeah. you know, some really good stuff in there and we want to play it. And, you know, now there's this whole trend of records, mm-hmm. like records have come back and all these like, you know, I hate to call them hipsters, but you know, all these younger people. My daughter got a record, record are, player for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I mean, it's 18. coming back. <laughs> it's coming back. And, and it's, it's the preferred choice of uh, you know, consuming music for some people now. Right. And I feel like there's a bit of a nostalgia that people are trying to get in touch with. And that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I can appreciate that. I, I was actually, my time period, 
uh, late 70s records. I was kind of coming into cassette tapes and the CD player. I, I didn't really have records much as a younger person. My dad had them and my dad played them. Um, but I became big on the digital music just because of its ease. You know, you can pick up and go and you have all your music at your fingertips. Sure. But record players are great. We, we'd actually spent the other day, the whole entire day, we just played nothing but records. Oh, that's awesome. It was great. Yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. I wish I had that much free time with my wife. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, it's a blessing and a curse, yeah. I guess. No, it's nice. <laughs> we try to make a point to stay home every Sunday. We really do. Like, I feel like... I do. We. I do so much. I'm so busy, and I. I keep. I like it. I. I like being busy. But Sundays are like sacred. We're just like staying home in our PJs. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. We need to try and work on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. So I'm moving over. Uh. Here. This is. This is really interesting for me, by the way, because like I said, this. You're the first in studio interview. And typically I can do all this behind the scenes and right. I don't have to say anything. Okay. And the person just thinks that like I'm super smart. Uh uh-huh, you know but you're I mean? like you're looking but, up. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. as you can see, I've got all the tabs I'm giving open. away all my secrets here, but <laughs> I've got all the tabs open that I wanted to talk about, you know? And I kinda scroll through like sure. I, I talked to Rob Haberman, I'm sure you've heard of him. Yep. Um and uh, you know, I was going through his portfolio mm-hmm. as we were talking, just like I'm doing with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um you know, he was just, he was so impressed that like I knew about all of his pictures and, you know, I had to tell him that, you know, I just, I was scrolling through it, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting The not only sitting sideways and looking out of the corner of my eye to talk to you because of the way the microphone is set up. Um, but also like having to explain to you what I'm doing, yeah. you know, and kind of giving away. I think secrets, it's great but... actually. Now. I think it's great. You know, <laughs> I, I like it. This is much more personable for yeah. me than typically this thing right here. Um, what I do is I put my phone, phone in on here. it. So you're like almost yeah. talking to the phone. Yep. And then like, I got this little cord that I plug into the mm-hmm. phone and then I just look at a TV and the phone picks up my voice like speakerphone. Right. And it's just, it, it's, it's nice, but you know, this is much more personal. I like this more. Um, but anyway, uh, so I wanted to hop over to your, uh, new ish. Yeah. So within the last month. Sure. Yeah. Like uh, maybe a couple weeks. Um, is that, which one is it? Yes. The concert photography one one. Yes. And the whole reason I wanted to go to this page or that I wanted to bring this page up. Um, first of all, I 100% believe in education. Yes. I think that all new concert photographers need to have a mentor. Yes. And I think that all new concert photographers need to understand the basics. I agree of how to do what we do absolutely because there's a lot of new concert photographers out there that don't Don't. understand it and they end up getting frustrated and leaving and it could have been a simple tweak that would have made the you know all the difference in the world so i love the fact that you put this page out oh thank you the very first article or the very first post on this page that that drew me to it was this one from the 10th um that was about challenging lighting yes because even to this day I have problems with challenging light Mm -hmm. and me, I read your post and I was like, holy crap, I never thought of it like that. Oh, wow. Well, I I'm should, really, I'm glad that. Th- I should definitely try that next time. <laughs> okay. And like the way that you explained things was, was so easy to understand. And, and now that I know that you're a teacher, it all <laughs> makes sense. It's all oh, coming yes. together. Occupational to hazard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So can you talk about how this came about? Sure. Now? Yeah. So, um, the, the blog post or the or the page uh the page okay yeah so with um 
with my WordPress purchase, I have a couple uh, domains that I can add within the blog and it doesn't cost any extra money. Okay. So under these subtle sounds, I thought, wow, I've always really wanted to have a little tutorial site, but I wanted to keep it separate from these subtle sounds. I really wanted these subtle sounds to be focused on music and I wanted it to be that collaborative people put into. Whereas this is more like me, you know, this is me um, sharing with the world what I know. So um, I get asked at concerts a lot. Uh, I get I get private messages. Uh, I get mes- messages at or talk to at shows, and I would love to be able to help everybody. But if I'm, you know, I feel like at and even in my classroom, if I'm helping one and two and three, sometimes it's better to just get everybody together and say, "Sure, here's how it goes." You know. So I thought, what better way to do it than a blog? So that's kind of how it started. I've only gotten four posts on there because I do a lot of other things, but it's very relaxing for me to do that. And every single thing, like what I told Sean, I get so actually surprised with myself when I do those blog posts. It literally is just coming right out of me. Like, sure. I don't, I don't even have to think about it. It's like, it's like spewing and I just have to organize it in a way that I think will be easy for our readers to understand. So Sure. Yeah. And and like I said, I, I didn't realize before today when we were talking before this thing started that uh, that you were a teacher. But it all makes sense now because when I was reading it, I kind of got that um, that like high school English teacher yeah. vibe from from it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you get that when you talk to her? It's <laughs> Sean, bit. by the way. He's nodding. <laughs> Sean is also yes. in the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna have to have have him on another time. Yes, um, upcoming. There yeah. you go. I don't. I don't know that he's gonna want to drive an hour and a half again. But uh, if he yeah. uh, if he wants to, he is more than welcome. <laughs> um, especially since you got this young lady into this, and Hi. she is uh, she is one of my uh, very. Uh, uh, <sighs> How do I want to say that? Uh, you're you're an influence. But you're also a friend. Yeah. And it's like a mutual like, thing. Like yeah. uh, it, you're you're one of those people that I can look up to, you know, like right. I can I consider an equal. Sure. But, but at also, the same time, right. like a mentor. It's, I have it's, a few of excellent. those. Yeah, I have a few of those. Yeah. That's like, kind of how it. I feel about David LeMason sometimes. Like he I feel like he's my equal. But then sure. I look up to him because his work, I really appreciate it. And look, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I aspire to bring people on the show that I cannot say that about. Sure. Um, like, for instance, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Alan Hess. Mm. Um, Alan Hess is one of my favorite concert photographers. He, when I first started concert photography, he was like, you know, I watched his, you know, five or six videos on right. YouTube because he doesn't really teach that much. But um, I watched his videos. I studied his pictures, his website. You know, I mean, I know everything about that guy's history with, you know, who he shot for Metallica and, you know, all those big bands. Right, right. I mean, he is incredible. And uh, I guess I can I guess I can say this because I want to see your face when I tell you this. Um, But I actually got an email back from Alan and he's actually willing to come on the show. That's so great. That's oh, really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I lo- um, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh but yeah, he he's one of those people that I just I just want to pick his brain right. just for 5 minutes. Right. Just kind of like, you know, the people that they come up to you at shows and mm-hmm. talk to you and and pick your brain and and the whole reason why you started this this blog. Right. You know? Um same thing. Just just kind of understand where he's coming from, any tips and tricks he has. You know, for instance, one of the main things that I always do is I always start at 1600 yeah. My ISO always yeah. started 1600. And that's because Alan Hess with, um, oh, I don't 
remember his name and I feel terrible. There was another photographer that he was doing a video with on YouTube and uh, they were talking about concert photography in clubs. Okay. And in low light. Right. And um, Alan Hess, you know, he says, I always start at 1600. Yeah, I was going to say, I that's I agree. Like, I don't think I've ever shot below 1600 at a show ever. Maybe uh, if the lights are like festivals. super, right, festivals, yeah. outdoor shows. But in a night, at night, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, or, or um, um, gosh, I'm having a really hard time today. Um, like, uh, like Festival Pier at Penn's Landing, you know, um, or Miku Pavilion, as sure. it's called now. You know, sometimes you can go in there. Like I shot for Revolution last year and for Revolution, I had my ISO at like, I think it was maybe 800. Yeah. Yeah. I could and see that was, going. That was incredible. Sure. I mean, the lights were just, ugh. Yeah. There, then, there are a few that are like that. And Third Eye Blind. Yep. That Third Eye Blind show that we shot. Yeah. That was good too. That was um, good light. Yeah. I, I maybe had it. I think I maybe bumped at the 1600 in the very beginning when they, when they were all up on the right. riser. Yep. Yeah, um, I I tend to like even when I'm not shooting shows, I don't I I don't think I even go at below 400. I just mm. I like the I like the richness of the higher ISOs. Mm. It's just my personal. Even when I'm shooting in like broad daylight, I think I'm around 400. Sure. Well, you you also come from film, right? <laughs> where you know film, you know you're gonna get artifact, right? Regardless, right? Um, you know, so I think you come from that era, but I come from you know I never really shot film before starting with digital, right? So for me, um, you know, when I shoot portraits, it's always, you know, 100 ISO or less. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I think portraits, especially like studio portraits, I would see, yes, definitely one or 200. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like any like casual shooting, though, 400 is good. It, it pulls in a lot of color. I feel like the higher mm. ISO, you get a little bit more richness hmm. in the color. Me personally. Right. Is what I noticed, but. Yeah, I the only thing that I don't like about higher ISO with color is um, I absolutely hate color noise. Oh right, Ugh, yeah, I can worst. handle black and white. It looks a little more like green, mm-hmm. but you're right, color, especially in red. Ugh. Yes, how it, it just it it's like it spills. <laughs> yes, it is. It it's just spills yucky. everywhere. It's just ugh. Um, but yeah. So um, all right. So you started this uh this this concert photography one on one Facebook page. Where are you looking to go with this? Are you going to have um obviously sure. more articles on yeah. it are you going to have uh like guests guests on there giving their opinions sure like, what, yeah what's your right now thing? i feel like i'm just gonna let it roll i'm i have a in my mind i have a lot of blog posts that i want to do so i have i you know know what i would like to talk about um i had somebody email me recently just to say hey i have a suggestion for your blog post or i i'm having trouble with this and i was like oh wow that's a great idea so i've had a a couple people kind of give me things that they would like help with, which I welcome, you know, like I'll save that email. And when, you know, when I'm looking for stuff to write about, like, Oh, right. Yeah. This is a good topic. Um, There's a lot, the couple on the website, there's a couple tabs that I have. One is on um, portfolio. There's one on photography. Photography would be the the nuts and bolts of like settings and lenses and stuff like that. The um, portfolio would be more about editing and calling and presentation. And then I have another one on like, that's like networking, um, which would be you know, working with PR and how to communicate and how to get passes, how to establish yourself as respectable in the field. Um, there's a lot of things that I've seen other, you know, n- 
not again, not judging, but other photographers do that are um, like I cringe and like, oh yeah, no, you don't. Oh wanna, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, you got to really be careful. You want to establish yourself and you want to be respectable. And the people who give you the passes are the publicists who work for the band. So, yep. you know that having the good rapport with them and d- developing a relationship with them, um, communicating well with them. There's a lot of things that go into it. So, um, and again, I've had lots of years to practice. I, well, I you know, Brandon is working with me on my um, blog and he's relatively new to concert photography as well he's great he's got a lot of heart a lot of soul and he loves music and he loves taking photos and he the first time he had never searched out you know he's like i'm not looking i've never done this you know looking for passes emailing publications Mm -hmm. and star publicists and stuff so I was like, oh, well, I'll draft up an email for you to send. And he said, I sent to him, he's like, oh my God, how did you know, how did you know what to say? And I was like, oh, been there, lots done that. Lots of practice. Right, lots of practice. Right. You know, I know what they're looking for. Um, I know how to keep it short and sweet and to the point. Um, so yeah, and we've been, it's been great. And there's a lot of PR who I've worked with over the years that for various publications, my name is still the person that they're reaching, you know, like sure. I might be shooting for one tab. I might be shooting for vinyl district or whatever, but I'm making that interaction. So they remember me right? and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's a, she's a, she's a professional. Right. You know? And it's so much <laughs> easier once you start working for, for people constantly sure. or, or consistently. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's some people that I, I, I send the most unprofessional emails to well, and I still manage to get the job just because, you've known you know, right. yeah, I mean, I've built a relationship with them and I'll, I'll, you know, email them and I'll be like, uh, like the Atreyu show, mm-hmm. for instance, the Atreyu show that I just shot, uh, two months ago, um, literally emailed the PR and I was just like, Hey, Atreyu I, soundstage. Yep. I want it. Right. Well, <laughs> I've, and I've been there with PR too. I think one year or once, I think it was last summer. It was like, she no longer works for the, um, for the, for the, the press people anymore. But mm-hmm. she was like, it was like three shows within like a couple of weeks. And I was like, hi, it's me again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we really want this show too. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, no problem. So. so how do you uh, let, let's talk about that real quick, actually. I, I don't want to take away from your uh, no, your fine. website, yeah. your blog. But um, what what is your advice on sending out emails for uh, for getting press passes? Well, I mean, first off, you obviously knowing the publication um, that you're shooting for. That's that's a given. I, very few, very few. PRs will give you a pass if you don't have a publication, you know, so that's the first step. And if you have that publication, then when you send the email, you should definitely include the editor or reference the editor or copy the editor. I found that over time that makes it a lot more legit. Um, So if there's any questions that they're they see, okay, he or she copied the editor on this email, it's legit. Right, right. That makes sense. Right. So that's one little small thing that you can do that shows the publication or the publicist that you are shooting for a publication. And if they have any questions here, the person's attached to the email. Right. That's simple. Um, I always make sure always you list the publication, obviously, and include the links, include it, make it easy for the PR. They just, you want it so that they can just click and go. You know, you don't want to have something where they have to look it up. So hyperlinks are great. Um, Something in your signature, anything that you can do to show off the work and make it easy for the public, for the PR. Sure. Absolutely. Now I have a debate with a few uh, local photographers around here, some of which, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and the debate revolves around how many words 
do you think should be in an email to a publicist? Well, I don't know. That's a good, that is actually a good <laughs> not, question. Not an exact, wor- not uh, an exact no, but number, a, obviously. But like but a roundabout. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I am realistic and I understand that these publicists are getting emails. Okay, they're running a tour. That band is touring every city and every city is requesting passes. Multiples. You, so you have to think about that. Their inbox is probably flooded daily with requests. Sure. So subject line, again, very important. Date, venue, artist. And don't and make sure you include the artist because other you can't assume that they're not managing five other bands at the same time. Absolutely. Right? So you're like, I want a photo pass for this show. And they're like, you don't say the artist. They're not going to have any clue what you're talking about. Sure. Um, and then um, I, I feel like they're not going to want a book. I, I always start off with, hi, who I, you know, I, I shoot for this publication. I'm interested in a photo pass on this date, this city, you know, this venue. Mm-hmm. Editors copied Thanks. Thanks very much for considering me. Right. Done. It's it's the simplest framework, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and that's it. So yeah. I know I do know some people are go and just elaborate. Oh, I've done this. I've done that, and they give their whole history. And I'm like, the publicists don't want to read all of that. Right. They have five other emails waiting. Right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. in the exact same boat. When I when I shoot an email off to a publicist, I luckily for me. Very early on in my career, um, I was I, uh, I guess approached a publicist and right. I asked them. I, and you know, I've I've toured before with bands and you know for bands and things like that. So, so I, I I knew the music business a little bit. So I asked a friend of mine who's a publicist. I said, you know, what what is it that you want to see in these emails? And she essentially told me she was like, don't BS. Right. Do right. not it, add. No. B, don't no. BS. Don't add fluff. Correct. She's like, get straight to the yep. point. And just like you said, that subject line is yes. the most important thing. And, you know, so for me, I always put, um, I put the date of the show, Yep. the city the show yep. is in, the venue the show yep. is at, the band that's playing the show. Right. Right. And then requesting a, uh, requesting a photo pass. Sure. I'll make it a long subject. So do I. And then when I get into the body, I'll say, you know, hi, my name is David Korea. I'm the owner of Photo Pit Media. Um, you know, I'm requesting access to, and then I'll repeat the subject yep, line over again. <laughs> so that way they have it again. Yep. And, you know, I don't shoot for publication. I don't know how I get so lucky, but for some reason I say photo pit media and they, you know, PR assumes that but, that's a publication. Well, that, but that is your publication. And if you've established, sure, if you sure, branded way, it, yeah. you know, it's not my portfolio. I'm putting the work out there maybe as a portfolio, but you're, you're branded yourself as photo pit sure, media. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, um, you know, I'll say, you know, something along the lines of like, um, uh, you know, I'm just I'm interested in shooting this band. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm requesting uh, three songs, uh, right. no flash. You know, all the the basic rules, and then I'll go even a step further. If it's a band that I really want, um, like for Third Eye Blind, for instance, um, if it's a band I really want, I'll say, um, you know, all edited and complete photos will be released. Oh, there's that thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, all photos. Yeah, I'll say uh, all edited and released or complete and edited photos will be released for artist use however they desire. Sure. On any platform design. Sure. I've done that for a couple of bands, like you said, those ones that I really do sure. appreciate and want. So, but yeah, your your email sounds a lot like mine. I, th- I just <laughs> counted it's four, four sentences. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, how then, mine is. and my subject line is exactly what you said. And I feel like there, that's just not only is it showing professionalism, but you're right. It's respecting their time. 
time. Sure. And they know they know that you're respecting their time. Right. And I always put I always put at the bottom of the the email. Um, you know, uh, I I type it personally. Like I have a thank you uh-huh. that's in my signature. It just says sure. thank you, David Korea. Sure. Um, but I always type at the bottom of the email. Um, thank you for your time and consideration. Yep. Um, thank you in advance for sure. you know that's, for, yep. for my thank request. you for considering. Right. Yep. Thank you. For yeah. Considering. And, and you know they. You know, PR people, they love that yeah, management. I mean, you know, if, if you have to go through management for the band instead of the PR, like they, they love stuff like that. And yeah, then, I've like never you had said, any issue with it. Yep. I've never had any issues with it. And now I have gotten a few recently, especially they're like larger named bands. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, you know, honored and pleased because we're getting approved. So that's really great. Like the collectively, the photographers are getting approved. Um, but I have been asked that, you know, more blog specific specs and, sure. you know, and then I'm always nervous, you know, because then they'll reply back and they'll say, okay, so I need to know how many unique visitors you have per month and, you know, what is your clientele and da da da, you know, all your stats, you know. Right. And then I ha- and I preface it with, and so far we've knock on wood, it's been, it's worked, but that we are a small but rapidly growing blog. Sure. And we are one of the few in Baltimore that feature you know shows that come through baltimore right and they respect that correct they and respect i'm, I'm honest right up the front right right and you know feel free to look at our blog you'll see that we have high quality content mm-hmm. um and we we do have a large follower following in the short period of time that we've been in existence right so yeah, yeah and and i always so i i only shoot for technically one publication mm-hmm. and you know if it's a bigger band that i know is going to ask for a publication I'll put in the email in a separate line. I'll say, um, you know, I shoot for, mm-hmm. you know, this publication. Sure. I don't know if they're going to take the, the pictures and I don't know if they're going to take the, but the we'll, review. But yet. I'll offer. However, there is a possibility that they will take it. Sure. You know, and um, I'll put that in the email, obviously worded a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'll put that in the email as well. So, you know, if it if it comes down to it and they have to have a publication, then, you know, I can. Right. You know, contact that publication and be like, hey, listen, I really want this show. Yeah. I used to, um, back in the day, <laughs> I used to get really upset when I was denied a show. Oh, I've, I love I've, it. I've gone through my period of mourning a, the loss of a show. Right. I've had a few cries. I've had a few meltdowns. Absolutely. <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm kind of at the point where I've been okay with it. And mm-hmm. I've gotten to the attitude where I'm going to win some, I'm going to lose some. Uh, it's okay. And and then I'll be like, well, I'm still going to the show. Sure. I can just relax and enjoy it. Right. And and I've I've I think beginning younger newer photographers, it it is disappointing because sure. you get your hopes up and you're like, yes, but then you get told no. My my biggest heartbreak was the national last fall it was right um, right after the anthem opened and it was one of their first shows and i had gotten approved to shoot the national and then somehow there was a miscommunication about the stage setup the way that they were mm. going to stage up and they had to cut photographers at the last minute and i was literally on my way to the show and got an email from the public saying we we were really sorry but we have to cut you and i was devastated i was one of that was one of my cries he's like shad's like well what are you gonna do go home and i'm like yes i want to go home and he was like <laughs> you love the national and i'm like i know and i was really disappointed but um you know and then of course i got to the anthem and I was like, well, you should have told us. And I was like, I didn't want to like, you know, use, right. use my, I didn't, you know, I got right. cut, I got cut. So I ended up enjoying the show and it ended up being a rather dark show, you know, so I was yeah. almost like, oh yeah, thank goodness I'm not shooting it, you know? <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I uh, two things. First of all, I love rejection emails. Mm. Um, and the oh, reason for it is I was going to say why. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason for it is is main the rejection emails that I typically get are the rejection emails from PR that I have not worked with yet. Oh, okay. And I love it because although yes, I did not get the show, I'm in their head now. Sure. And I'm in their inbox. Sure. So if I email them again, they're going to be like, okay, this guy is, he's, he's not fly by night. He's, he's done this before. You know, we know who he is. Let's give him a shot. Or if they tell me no again, then I'll email him again again for another show. Absolutely. And so I, I personally love it because now that person knows David Korea Mm -hmm. and that person knows photo pit media. So that's, that's fine for me. Absolutely. And I'm going to go to the show regardless, like you said, right. My big disappointment was last year as well. Um, at now Miku Pavilion, but it was, <laughs> um, I love shooting there, by the way, if you couldn't tell. Um, uh, it's like how I am about the anthem. I just love the anthem. Oh, the anthem's great. But yeah, so anyway, you're, um, but I had a photo pass. It was set in stone. Everything was perfect. And I always have this ritual where I will email the PR the day of the show. Just to and confirm. I'll be like, hey, <laughs> uh, just want to let you know that I'll be arriving to the show at about 6.30. Um, you know, if there's anything that I need to do, if, if there's any kind of like uh, releases or anything like that, you know, please let me know now so I can have some stuff ready. I emailed the PR and they said, oh, we forgot to email you. The photo pit was completely overbooked. Oh, man. And I was like, <laughs> okay, um, how overbooked are we talking? And they're like, well, we accidentally booked like 30 photographers. <gasps> oh, my God. And Pier 6 Pavilion. I know. Pavilion, I was just going to say, there's it, no room. Well, it, there's not room like width wise, but like the or or. Depth, I, I guess depth, depth wise yes. of the pit. Correct. But there's a lot of room. Sure. From width left wise. to right. Yeah. Because the stage is huge. Right. So I'm like, okay, 30 photographers. That's a little bit overboard. Um. <laughs> But but I was like, well, I, I emailed you a while back, you know, like I wasn't rude about right. it, but I was like, I emailed you a while back. I really want this show. You know, is there anything that we can work out? And it came down to the fact that the band that I was trying to shoot, the National, um, they had requested certain photographers to be there. They had requested uh, certain radio stations to be there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, when you, they come through, they've got like their friends right. and stuff right. like that. And uh, they were like, we dropped it from almost 30 photographers down to six. Wow. And I said, so you you cut like 24 people, 24 photographers that were on their way to the show. I was like, I've never heard of that before. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was it was devastating. Um, Absolutely devastating. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it It happens that that band will come through. Hopefully will come through again. Yep. And that's kind of how you got to look at it. Right. And I, and now I have ammo. Right. You know, I'll email that PR <laughs> right, and be right. like, hey, like, listen, right, you remember you last me. time you really, <laughs> like I was on, I was in an Uber right, on my right. way to that show and, you know, you told me I wasn't able to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I let's make this up. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, I mean, I think we've yeah, talked I was gonna about, say, God, I everything. Think, yeah, um, I was looking at the clock. and Yeah, it is, it is getting a little late, isn't it? <laughs> um, so let's go over a couple things sure. here. Um, first of all, is there anything else that you want to say on here to the 
tens of people that are listening. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. Hey, like, I'm going to share this. You better believe it. I, I have it linked on the blog and everything. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other, I think the only thing I want to say is that um, for anyone who does this line of work, you know, concert photography, maybe even running a blog, um, just remember that everybody is doing it because they love it. Um, their their heart and soul is in it a lot. Most times, it's there's no agenda. Most people that I know, or the circle, the community that I know from the blogs I've worked for, from the photographers that I've shot with, every single one of us are really doing it because we love the music and we sure. our, our our heart is in it. So sometimes people can get a little sensitive and a little protective of it because it is so special to them, but that we're all kind of in this together and we really should just have each other's back and help each other. And even, you know, even publications, um, you know, working together, I, I have no issues whatsoever referring, you know, like, Hey, this, you know, I don't know, uh, Park Life on tap, whatever they covered the show. Definitely check this out and right. sharing that link out and um, connecting my readers to another blog. There's, I have no issue doing that because I feel like most people out there who love music and want to read ours and listen to our podcast and mm-hmm. read our blogs, they want to they want to check out everything. Sure. So um, yeah, I think that's my big thing because um, it's just a little personal thing for me that I I this is that's why I do it. I've been doing this for a long time. I've seen blogs come and go, photographers come and go. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yep. But um, yeah, do it. If you do it because you love it, just support each other. And yep. There yeah. you go. You heard it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. And uh, last but not least, where can people find you? Oh, so, all of the socials. I, yes. I, I It's going to take 20 minutes, but I want all the socials. So really easy. Um these subtle sounds, which not the subtle sounds. It's yeah, these. these. And I'll <laughs> I will tell you how I came up with that name, and it might help people remember. Um, I really thought long and hard over a blog name, and it took me a while to. I mean, I really mauled over this for probably a year. Okay. And I recognized that what I love about music, and it's just a little quirk of mine, is it's the little things in music, the little special little bass you know increase decrease the chime the the little violin that only appears in the fourth measure you know it's like you know what i mean it's those little things that through a song only happen at one or two times and they're almost unnoticed a casual listener would probably never even mind it or pay attention but i always pick up on it Hmm. and i really love the subtlety of things in music so i thought these subtle sounds um, it kind of has a nice flow to it. It rolls, you know, kind of, uh, except for the, the or these, but these, <laughs> these subtle sounds, it really kind of has a nice sound to it. And I don't know, I, nobody had it. The domain was open and I thought, wow, I'm going to snag it. So like I had purchased it a while back and then just kind of started the blog. So that that's these subtle sounds. And I, it's the same on Twitter. It's the same on Instagram and it's the same on Facebook. Okay. So that's easy. And then Concert Photography 101. I couldn't believe nobody had that domain either. <laughs> so, yeah, you concertphotography101.com. Yep. yep. How, how did you pull that off? I just put it in and, and then it was open and it was free. So I bought it. That's 
So yeah, and I felt that again. That's the whole point. It's just teaching someone a little bit about concert photography. Right. So that's excellent. Yep. So and I I only have a Facebook page for that, um, and the blog obviously concertphotography101.com, and also on Facebook concert photography 101. At the moment, there's no really need for a Flickr for that or a Instagram for that. So right. right. I also have YouTube too as well. I've been trying to do a little bit more. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just you know just again a little just something to enhance the blog. I love watching videos from concerts that I've been to, and I am a big photography person. Like I love photos. I'm not a video. I am not a videographer. Let's just make that very clear. But I can take a good video, you know, so there's that that I try to do that at least one song at every show, whether I use my cell phone or I use my SLR. Um, If it's a show where I can shoot the whole show, I will take a time, you know, and video at least one full song. And I've been compiling them on my um, YouTube also these subtle sounds. Um, And I link them in my blog, but they're there. And you know, that way, if you're ever looking for a show in D.C. that you might have been to, you can check it out. Excellent. Yay. That's awesome. <laughs> well, um, I think that, uh, like I said, I think we've gone over damn near everything here. Yeah. Um, it has been more than a pleasure Aww, to talk to you. I appreciate um, it. I don't I don't think you and I have ever sat down for an hour. I know. I was going to say. An hour and 20 minutes oh, and talk. Well, like, well, <laughs> I feel like that's how it is with all photographers. And I keep saying to them, we got to start getting together. I mean, I mentioned that to you. Yeah, in the, in the Facebook um, group. Yes. I, I, I really think we should try to do that because the only time we're ever together is at a show. And it's usually loud in the dark and we're like shooting and, right. and you know it's like that's it so it would be really cool to to get together with more photographers there's a few few of them on my list that we've keep talking about it yeah we just gotta set a date and do it yeah i think i <laughs> i think that's the biggest thing is that we're all we're so all, busy right yeah trying to you know because because unfortunately we have to work nine to four sure. nine to five jobs yep. and, <laughs> and then on the nights this. or weekends we're at shows so right. or recording a podcast <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's it's to the point where you know it's it's actually kind of a funny story so it's uh 804 yeah. right now correct it's actually four minutes past my bedtime oh yeah um so yeah, good. <laughs> I, work, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning so we're early um, risers too so yeah so um you know yeah that definitely needs to happen sure. but it has been an a, a pleasure to talk to you um you know, I always enjoy talking to you when I can. And unfortunately, I don't see you enough because we kind yeah. of we float around. At yeah, different I was going to say, shows. too. Right. You're probably you know? my Brandon Amos. You're probably going to run into him more. I have. Yes, because yeah. he's and he's also a cannon shooter. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's really into um, he's really into that, uh, you know, rock kind of yeah. harder rock and and country rock. And that's cool. Yeah. yeah he was at Frozen Harbor this year, wasn't yes. he? Uh, I, think I, th- I thought I thought I saw him running around. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, once again, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show, and I hope you have a safe drive home uh, for the at least hour yeah. and twenty it's, minutes. So. Yeah, it's not that, but coming back, it'll be quicker because of traffic. You yeah. Know? yeah. Mm. So. All right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was Chantel Mitchell Breen. It was amazing having her on the show. I appreciate you guys tuning into the show, and just once again, as I always have to say. Please call me or text me 443-977-4680 and let me know who you'd like to hear on the show. Uh, Give me some feedback, all that good stuff. Please subscribe to the channel and spread the word because this channel can only grow with your help. I appreciate everybody tuning in. And once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Have a good day, guys.